welcome to the Mean Moms Podcast. I'm your host, Joanne Kraft, author of The Mean Mom's Guide to Raising Great Kids, and I'm so glad you're here. You know, I believe motherhood is the hardest job on the planet. You're not meant to do it alone. Every mom needs her own cheering section. On the Mean Moms podcast, you'll hear from other moms just like you. You'll be inspired, encouraged by their stories, and I'll be your personal parenting coach running right alongside you. So when you're feeling weak, you'll find strength here. When you fall, we'll pick you up, dust you off, and remind you of the high goal of parenting, to raise respectful, independent, God-honoring adults. Us Mean Moms, we're a rare breed, and we know something you don't know. Mean Moms, raise great kids. You're listening to episode three of the Mean Moms podcast, and I'm your host, Joanne Kraft. Today, we're going to be talking about how to stop yelling. I have a feeling before we're done today that you're going to leave with a lot of tips and tricks to help make your home a shout-free zone. Are you ready? I am. Welcome moms. I'm so glad you've joined me. Episode three here, and I am slowly getting the hang of this podcasting life. Uh, Episode two, where I talked about marshmallow moms, the episode before this one, uh, in between taping, actually it was in the middle of my taping and I was recording and I'm not sure if any of you caught a little pause there. If you listen very carefully, you will hear my dog Dixie drinking out of my office toilet which was very classy. And I thought I got to get that out of there. But my few friends who have been helping me with the podcast, they're like, no, leave it in. It's authentic. So there you go. Episode, episode three. And I'm hoping things are going to go a little more smoothly. The dogs are with my husband. Uh, the kids are doing homework and I'm sharing with you today about how to stop yelling. So I'm still trying to figure out just how long to make each episode. You know, if I think of the stay-at-home mom, I'm thinking, well, you maybe have 30 to 45 minutes uh, while you're cleaning the house or while the kids are napping. And then I'm thinking, well, a mom who works outside of the house, then maybe she has 30 to 45 minutes before she's interrupted at her desk. Uh, I have been both, by the way. I've been a stay-at-home working mom, and I have been work outside of the home working mom. So I get both sides of the coin. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you can email me and let me know what works for you, but I'm going to try and keep it around 30 minutes today. So uh, hopefully we will hit that mark. A few weeks ago, I sent out a survey to the moms on my newsletter and I asked them, what are the things that you're struggling with? And at the top of the list was yelling. Yelling seems to be a universal problem. Uh, for moms when it comes to parenting. And I think I have a few answers to how we can maybe tame that problem in the home. Uh, and one, uh, I'm going to leave the, the best one for last. And that's uh, my technique now after being a many year shouter at my kids. I come from uh, a family um, of lots of conversation big talk. We, everything we do is big. We talk loud and big. We, we shout big. We get excited big. We get uh, sad. Everything is over the top for us. Um, we love big, but, um, shouting was a thing. Now I was raised by a United States Marine. 
So uh, he could be a little intimidating, definitely. But my dad had a heart of gold. So obviously there were other aspects that didn't, that tame the fear when my dad shouted. But my mom also, she, she was a mom of four. I'm the oldest of four and I'm the oldest of, or excuse me, and I have four kids. So I understand how easy you can get frustrated and how easy it is for parents to become discouraged. And I have a lot of memories with my kids that I wish I had had some of these tips that I'm going to share with you today. Uh, Sadly, uh, we learn these sometimes too late, I think, but never too late to make good changes. And, And hopefully the wisdom that I've learned over the years, I can share with you and you will have a much happier and way more peaceful home definitely a more homey environment to raise kids in. So um, I'm going to share with you a couple of things. Actually, I think I'm going to share with you maybe six things that help you kind of curb that shouter in you. And then the last thing is I'm going to give you um, a substitute for shouting. So uh, first is expect to be annoyed expect to be annoyed. I know that sounds crazy. Uh, We are supposed to wake up and be so grateful for the day and for our little sunbeams that are walking all around the house and have made us moms. And all that gratefulness sometimes wears very thin when your kids don't listen or they do something terrible to one another or they are disrespectful to you or they don't listen for the four millionth time. So expect to be irritated that day. And what I mean by that is, you know, kids know how to push your buttons. Um, I I would just say, remind yourself that there's going to be moments today that you're going to want to yell. (laughs) There will be moments and be ready for that. Don't be surprised. So every, every time um, you should just imagine when you're getting ready or you want to shout, imagine your boss or your neighbor or your pastor uh, standing there in the room with you. And I promise you, shouting and yelling, most of you would not act that way in front of somebody else. And so I think that's kind of helpful for me. Uh, If you knew somebody was listening in, uh, your window was open. I remember one time shouting at my kids and my neighbor was outside next door. And I went out on my back deck and saw him sitting there after I had yelled at my kids about something. And I was so embarrassed. Oh my goodness. But um, if I had known, if he had been in my house, yeah, it's true. I wouldn't have shot it like I did. So one, expect to be annoyed. I think it helps you see things more clearly. Uh, that doesn't mean you act that way. Just expect it. And two, how about follow through for once? So this is my Achilles heel right here. So say it once and follow through, which means I need to think clearly about what I want my child to do or not do, and then wait until it's done. It's very difficult if I'm in a hurry or I want, I'm wanting to, I'm I'm preoccupied with thoughts and something I'm doing and the kids are slowing things up or they didn't listen to me. I have a lot less patience. So if I stop and follow through, Uh, that is huge because then I wait for them to finish what I've asked them to do. That's number two. Number three would be give no more than two commands at a time. So what I would say is have your child repeat what you asked or said, and you're going to be, you're going to be surprised just how well kids do listen. And you're going to be surprised just how terribly they don't. Uh, I do this. I do this now with my high school senior in the home. Because he just, if I ask him to do more than two things, hey, put your clothes away and take the garbage out. More than likely, one of the things, if I say, take the, put your clothes away, take the garbage out and um, 
clear out the dishwasher. One of them will not be done. So I have to say to him, hey, repeat back to you, repeat back to me what, you, what I just said to you. So that's a very big deal. So give no more than two commands at a time. That's pretty golden. That's number three. Number four, and you're going to think I'm crazy, but this is so helpful. Pre-plan discipline. The word discipline comes from the biblical word disciple, and it means to teach. So when I say discipline, I don't mean to traumatize your kids. I mean, be prepared that you may have to teach them how to do something or follow through with something. And so to pre-plan discipline, uh, how that looks, what that looks like, I guess, with um, a toddler, it might be, you know, hey, I, you know, maybe they're not listening to you or they didn't put their toys away. I guess toddler might be a little too young. So I would say maybe let's use four or five preschool or kindergarten age where they're able to do small and short commands. Uh, what I would do is then you have the option for timeout for them, the option, you know, to take away something, you know, you know, their Achilles heel, it may be taking away. Um, they, they like to play a certain game on your tablet. Uh, no, that isn't going to happen when you have pre-planned discipline. If you've already prepared on how you're going to respond, you don't react anymore. You just respond. And a re- something reactionary is almost always emotional. And shouting is usually 100% emotional. And shouting means this. It means you've lost control. So when you shout, you've lost control. That's really it. So number four, pre-planned discipline. What that looks like with my teenagers, and this is going to sound really dark and uh, ominous, I guess, but I'll look around the house during the week and I'll be like, oh, my baseboards need cleaning. I'm going to put that one in the file cabinet in my brain there. Oh, wow. Their shower is filthy. Okay. I'm going to do that. Oh, wow. The front porch sure needs sweeping. I just keep a little mental note in my head. So if I need to use a little disciplinary action, for me, it's chores with the kids. And I'll be like, hey, you're doing this. Hey, this is your on your list today. So pre-plan how you are going to respond. And it helps. It really does diffuse a situation. Number five, focus. Whew, this is a big one. Anger usually comes when we are in the middle of doing something. That's it. If we're in the middle of doing something, um, but, but here's the responsibility. You put them in their room for some quiet time. You know, can they read? We'll have them read to one another. Focus on what you're doing with the kids right then. So that's why most of the time any of us can say, why do you only want my attention when I'm on the phone? Or why is it when I'm in the middle of a project, you interrupt me or, and that's usually when we get the most uh, irritable is when we're being distracted and our focus isn't on the kids. So I, I say wherever you are, be a hundred percent there. Uh, and so that's really important. So put down the cell phone, step away from social media. You know, according to a recent article, parents are more addicted to their cell phones than our kids. Can you believe that? I mean, I can, I see people on their phones so much. And then I read another study that said we're more likely to react poorly if our smartphone is in front of our face. So if you really want to stop stop yelling, step away from social media. That is no help at all, none at all. So the focus, if your focus is on your phone, be ready to yell. And it's not your kid's fault. And I know you don't want to yell at your kids if you don't if you if there's other options. Number 6. I wrote this one for me and it, I just, it's two words, fear, regret. And for me, 
I don't want a future with lots of regrets. I just don't. I don't want that. And already living this life out on this big blue marble, we're going to have regrets. I don't want a lot of them. So, well, you know, I know this is not something we think of in the heat of the moment. It is the one thing that stings the most, and that's regret. And and it's a terrible thing to feel. You know, no mom wants to hurt her child with her words. But when I yell, that's the time I'll say something uh, that I need to ask forgiveness for. Um, And that's not a good thing. Words, uh, painful words, harsh words, ugly words, they leave a lasting mark on our kids. And I know um, we can't go through a whole lifetime of raising children um, without feeling that sting of regret. So uh, that's a fear I do have. So that does hold me back uh, a lot of times. Uh, And then last but not least, I need to share with you the number one thing that I think helps when I want to yell at my kids. See, because my reputation for yelling was pretty well known in my home. It just was. So when I made a stand to try and stop, it was not easy at all. And before I give you this last very important one, I need to share with you a little story uh, that happened in our home a couple years ago. So we moved here to Tennessee about six and a half years ago now. So about five and a half years ago, we moved into our new home. And it was the first time I'd ever had a home that was um, built from the ground up. It was like, so amazing. It was magical to come into a house that uh, no one had ever lived in before. And um, my husband was traveling at the time, and we had just moved into this house. And our older two weren't living here at the time that I recall, but, um, or maybe my, maybe my oldest son was here, but he was working, but my youngest two were at home with me at the time. And when I say youngest two, that made Grace and Samuel, I believe, Ooh, let me think about it. Probably 13 and 15 or maybe 12 and 14, right around that age, old enough to know better. Let me just say it that way. And I, I was downstairs taking, okay, check this out. I was taking a bath and it was magical. Now, listen, hear me out. You know, we don't get these a lot of times, but it was one of those luxurious mom moments where I had bubbles. I had just a relaxing bath and it was ah, amazing in a, in a bathroom that had not been really used before, which was heaven. Well, our home is a two-story home and my kids' rooms, their bedrooms are upstairs. And at the time, Grace and Samuel were sharing, uh, they had Jack and Jill bedrooms and, and that means that there's a bathroom in between both rooms. So they share a bathroom with rooms on either side of the bathroom. And so I'm in the bathtub and I can hear the slow rumbling of an argument and I hear them get louder and I hear them get louder And my peaceful bathtub moment got more stressful. And I was thinking, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm not happy. And then the loud shouting, it sounded, then it began to be bangs and things being knocked around. I could hear like boom, like knocking upstairs. It sounded like, um, they were like, I don't even know what they were doing, but all of a sudden I heard one boom and a crack, which was come to find out later, 
my kids were arguing over who was going to put the toilet paper in the bathroom on the toilet paper roll. And one of them pushed the other. I still haven't figured out to this day which one did it. Who knows? But one of them shoved the other in the bathroom and they fell, fell. And the, the vanity bathroom door was open. The vanity door was open. And when they fell against the door, they busted the door off of the vanity. Basically, my kids um, were having a Van Halen after party in my house, and uh, I was highly irritated. And I knew as soon as I heard the boom and the crack that they busted something. And I will tell you, I will tell you, <laughs> woo, I can still feel some of the anger going, are you kidding me? You know, but Thank goodness I was in the bathtub because I couldn't get to them fast enough to shout. And I just got out of the tub because within minutes there was a knock on my door. The kids wanted to talk to me. So I knew that we were going to have a conversation. So I get out of the bathtub. I put a towel, wrap a towel around me. And honestly, I am praying, dear Lord, help me not to lose it. Please, God, give me a response and not a reaction. Because at this time, I was not a happy mom, not, not, not even a little bit. And my husband, who can be a really good parenting partner sometimes in buffering those places where I am going to be very irritated, and we do this vice versa for each other, um, he wasn't home. So the time it took me to get out of the tub, get out into the, get dressed, get out into the family room, uh, I just, I had told them, sit on the couch and wait for me. So they were sitting on the couch and waiting for me. And I came out and I had prepared a plan. And basically I had a plan for them to work cleaning up the house for the next few hours. And uh, it was hours, guys. It was not a few minutes um, because I was so irritated. And of course I told them how disappointed I was and I got that they're upset with each other. But then we're going to get into this more in future episodes. But one of the things we do in our house is how about you out nice each other? And what that means is why don't you try and be nicer than the other person? Why can't you be competitive that way? How do you out nice one another? And so we had this conversation and then I took my piece of paper and tore it in half. And then I put each of their names on the top and wrote a long list because when you've moved into a place, there's a lot of dirt and a lot of mess and a lot of junk. So I had a lot for them to do. And, um, but getting to the last thing that I wanted to share with you, that one thing that I started doing and I call it using my serial killer voice. Yes, that's what I said, using my serial killer voice. So what is that? Well, it's pretty well known in my home right now. Um, because I had that reputation for yelling, um, it, I just found that I needed a little bit of an outlet <laughs> to, um, I didn't want to shout, but I am, I, if I talk, I talk with my hands. If I, if I share things, I share things very, facial, a lot of facial expressions. And so I needed an outlet. And so using my serial killer voice, what I do is if I bring my voice down and I enunciate my words, that scared my kids a lot faster than a booming shout. And that got their attention. If um, I really wanted to, to just get my point across, instead of an exclamation mark, I use a period. And basically I talk calm. If they go high in a situation and get loud, I go low. 
And then I make sure when you do this, guys, open your eyes really wide and don't blink and don't crack a smile. Voila, instant serial killer. And that's what I do with the kids. And that is so helpful because it is a lot scarier than a shout. It is a lot, it has a lot more impact if you just come in real close and you don't blink and you whisper. Try it. I promise you. I think you're going to like that one. Thanks so much for listening to the Mean Mom podcast. I am, I'm really hoping today you walk away with a few things to make your house a shout free zone because all of us need to shout less to be heard more, every single one of us. So make sure to share the Mean Moms podcast with all the marshmallow moms in your life. And then friends, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, to rate, and to leave a review. Thanks again for listening to the Mean Moms podcast. I'm your host, Joanne Kraft, and I'm so happy you've spent this time with me. Remember, Mean Moms raise great kids.